0: I was starting to had done something wrong.
1: Well, I got the big question for you guys. Is, is the Baptistry ready for Sunday?
2: It is. Yes.
1: It's wow. ready. <laughs> it's crystal
2: clear and you can drink the water right now.
1: Wow. Did right Michelle now. did Michelle drink some just to test it?
2: I did not,
0: Hello. but I do have a tarp coming this afternoon and um, it will be covered. So there will be nothing landing in it, flying in it, dropping in it, any of those things.
1: Wow. Okay. So basically guys, if you come to get baptized this Sunday, you will have the best experience to date. <laughs> I mean, people <laughs> in the past, the cleanest. <laughs> they've been freezing. They've been burning up. That water was questionably cloudy. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions in the air, but this time Michelle is real serious. <laughs> She's out there with like bleach water, just getting ready to baptize people. She's like the blood of Jesus and some bleach.
0: That's right. There you go. I'm all for that.
1: What <laughs> can please.
2: wash away please my sin. sin?
1: Nothing but the bleach. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't recommend wearing black, but we did rinse out the bleach just in case anybody's well, worried. That thing yeah. is clean.
0: Uh, don't it say is. that because you're supposed to announce for spontaneous baptisms and all those baptismal shirts are black, sir.
1: No. Well, I'm having faith that Michelle rinsed that thing really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, we did.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm planning on eating lunch in it tomorrow <laughs> just to be sure
0: it's clean it's clean
1: It's clean. well i was a little bit late starting this sorry guys i didn't mean to do that to you
0: it's all right okay
1: on time is late late is really late <laughs> yep
0: you're juggling a lot today yeah can i just well, say
1: i was listening to ray's sermon on double time um getting ready for the podcast is like and spencer came down he goes what are you watching <laughs> i was like it's Pastor Ray preaching it. yeah east lake community church is an intentional multicultural community empowered by the holy spirit we passionately pursue a loving relationship with god and everyone jesus was sent to die for here near and far
0: Yeah, the chipmunks are preaching. Well, you did better than I, because I did not get to do that.
1: Um, You did uh, not watch the sermon this Sunday?
0: I did watch it, but as you recall, that Sunday morning I was not at church because I got a flu shot and a COVID shot, and I felt like I was going to die, but it passed quickly. I'm glad to say I did not die. I am here upright and alive.
1: You heard it in your Yeah. So there's two problems with that. One, Michelle had the I guess she had the Rona or something (laughs) a shot Rona, and then the second problem is she didn't go to church, which means she's got sin in her life, which means we will see her at the altar this Sunday. Okay, and I will tell the offering people to pass the plate two times.
0: Okay, to to make up for my my sin.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have to say I'm joking just in case somebody thought I was serious out there. (laughs) I mean, surely people know I'm joking, but you never know. Somebody might have thought I was serious. Michelle does not have sin in her life, nor does she have the Rona. However, Rob is not here because Rob has uh, been feeling a little under the weather.
2: Man down. Man down. Man Man
1: down.
0: down. Yeah, I would say under the weather is probably not a strong enough term.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he sent a text. Now, Rob can be a little bit dramatic, but he did say somebody, it felt like somebody dumped a cement
2: truck on top of him. Like a cement truck backed over him. So
1: it's like Rob was laying on the ground and then just a cement truck backed up over him. That's what he feels like. That's a strong emotion. I've yeah. never felt that before, but that's where yeah. Rob's at right now. So you know, the, the visual
0: I just had was, you know, you remember in the cartoons when somebody would get run over and they'd be flat and then they'd kind of stand up and, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what, we should go over and check on Rob.
0: Yeah, maybe we can pick him up and shake him out and then he would be out. flat anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm
2: put it on a hazmat suit if I'm going over his house. <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't want any of that in my life. I'm trying to have fun.
0: Well, and we're going out of town next week. So we, we, we ain't got time for that.
1: No, we don't have time for sickness. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. at all. Okay, guys, I have something really fun. I've been uh, doing a lot of research here. You know, I'm like, it's like the today show. Our podcast is really high level of uh, preparation and everything. And so what I've been working on over here is trivia do you guys want to do trivia with me sure but i'm not gonna just do any trivia it's officially fall i mean it's like 75 degrees in south carolina which is like practically winter yeah
0: 73 it, it, it's 73
1: 73 so i have i have trivia questions as they relate to fall also known as autumn
0: <laughs> okay
1: so who loves the fall? Do you guys like the fall or no? Rada, yes,
0: my
2: favorite Gilda. season. Yeah,
1: I like the summer. It's got Fourth of July. It's just got a lot of things, but okay.
2: okay. It's big boy season. <laughs>
0: I don't get it.
1: If you're hot all summer, you're a big boy. Fall Uh-oh. starts to cool off. You break out the hoodies.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: You know it's time okay. to put on a little weight and get ready for the winter. I had a shepherd's pie the other day just a preparation just to see and if could...
2: cake if, if only there was winter in South Carolina, I might be able to get on board with that. but there yeah. is no
1: winter here. There's no winter
0: i no. Uh, now I just looked at a picture from last January with Abby and her dog Winnie, and they had snowflakes on them.
1: This time last year?
0: No, January of last year.
2: Uh, I guess this
0: year, technically.
2: Okay, okay. Are you talking about that 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 uh, 12 hours that we had snow on the ground and then all of a sudden it was like, it was just a horrible dream? Well, yeah. there
0: was enough snow that I also have a picture of somebody in my neighborhood made snowmen,
2: so. There were more like snow little people. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably because we didn't have a lot of snow. It's a, <laughs> we,
0: it, it's a great a picture. The so they had, um, they had a surfboard and a beach chair and they're snowmen. It
2: was snow, very Snow Smurfs. Snow, snow Smurfs.
1: Smurfs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, so if you guys say you like fall, then it's time to put it to the test.
0: Oh, Let's I go. forgot. So here's yeah. your first
1: so question. Yep. What go. can you do for good luck according to an old fall superstition? What is good luck in the fall?
2: Good luck. You don't rake your leaves.
1: Nope, you're wrong. Oh. If you want to get good luck according to an old fall superstition, you need to catch a falling leaf. Oh. Who makes this stuff up? This
2: has something to do with me, so I was halfway right.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, I got this one. This one's going to be good. According to a Journal of Consumer Research Study, what type of movie is watched more in the fall?
2: Christmas movies.
1: Is that your final answer? What's your answer, Michelle?
0: Romance movies. Oh,
1: Michelle, with the wind,
0: because <laughs> I watched so many movies.
2: <laughs> uh, Everybody okay. knows that's not true.
0: Yes, everyone does. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: let's see. Hang on, I got to get a good one. Okay, what was the weight of the largest pumpkin pie ever made? Hi. Ah. The largest pumpkin pie that's ever been made. What was the weight of it? Man, it's a big old pumpkin pie. This had to, I, I feel like this is something that would have gone down in a Pittsburgh festival. Oh, the largest, I, there's no way you're going to guess this. So I'm just going to tell you 3,000. Three three 3,000. 699 pounds is the largest pumpkin
2: pie ever yeah, made. Yeah, you're right. We would uh, never gotten there.
0: Guess that. I was trying to calculate, I was thinking the largest pumpkin pie would have to have been baked in one of those big pizza ovens, you know, that they have at pizza places. Oh, Where yeah. did they bake a pie that big?
1: Man, they probably baked it outside in the South on the summer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Michelle should have That's this true. one. You never know though, Uh, Ray Ray could be a silent killer on this one. What fly, other than birds, what flying creature begins to migrate in the fall? Not a bird, but it's a flying
0: creature. A flying creature. You say bats? I say monarch butterflies. Oh, Michelle, how did you know that? how did you
1: know that
0: because i love gardening and butterfly gardens and monarchs fly and you know that actually we have a huge decline in the population of monarchs um they're not on the endangered species yet but you don't see them like you used to i had one several weeks ago in my backyard on his way south yep
1: this is going to be, uh, that's going to be our next podcast t-shirt. It's going to say, save the butterflies. It's going to have Michelle's face on it. <laughs> Michelle's face okay. will be in the front and on the back, it'll say, save the butterflies.
0: That's all right. Yeah. You know, I'm done with that.
1: <laughs> okay. we're
2: Jeopardy right now.
1: <laughs> okay. This is <laughs> a good one. This
2: information that Michelle happens to know.
1: Happens to know. Now, if you get this one, it's going to be crazy, okay. but you never know. You guys might know this one. How much money is estimated to be spent on candy every Halloween? Oh, How my. much money is estimated to be spent on candy every Halloween? Is
2: it per person or per, ca- I mean, is it for, nationwide? For everything.
1: How much for money every- just gets spent on candy? I have
0: no idea. 10 million. That's too high. I That's think. too
1: high, 10 million?
0: I don't know. I, I I'll go for two million.
1: You guys are way off. Okay. By Nine billion.
0: Nine billion dollars on candy? Yes. In just the U.S. or do we celebrate this around the globe? I don't know.
1: This is around the globe. Okay. Nine billion dollars.
2: Okay. Well, if we were playing I- prices is Right, I would have won. That's that's
0: you were closest without going over yeah Yeah. Oh. can i just say that i think that maybe we should not have halloween candy and like solve world poverty nine billion dollars oh, wow.
1: wow michelle that was a great idea i vote you for president
2: <laughs> no way
1: <laughs> that's crazy yeah nine billion hair would be the
2: same color as her side paneling
1: <laughs> yeah
0: very gray very quick. yeah yes.
2: Yes. she become a silver is... fox overnight <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we could feed some hungry people with that halloween candy holy cow
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'd like to see it all piled up in one place
2: nine billion dollars That's crazy
1: it's like all right so it's the man man it's it's the the diabetes diabetes. it's the big pharma man
0: (laughs) so i i do something in my neighborhood and i have now gained a reputation kids come to the door and go you're the lady oh i give out full-size candy
2: bars do you really i do Hey Philip, I think we should pause the podcast and go over to Michelle's house right now. Yeah, yeah there's some overs.
1: Wow. <laughs> How many bars do you hand out? Is a, is your neighborhood a big
0: No, we have 85 homes in it. I handed out 33 bars of candy.
1: So, I mean, like, she has
0: like 40 bars left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that many left, but I do have some left. I was gonna wow. donate it to my favorite college students. I have one living here. I have two that I am related to, you know. Yeah.
1: What, what, uh, what's your candy bar of choice?
0: Well, cool. I get variety packs. They're actually quite reasonable because by the time you give a kid a handful of those little candies, you might as well give them a big bar. So <laughs> really? we had Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, Reese's. Kit Kat, Hershey bars, Three Musketeers. Yes. Is that Kit your Kat. favorite?
1: Kit, you, Kit Kat Okay.
0: Likes, three Musketeers. Yours is Kit Kat? Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to cool. see. Uh, I'll see what we have left.
1: Yeah, I like to break them apart and eat them just a little bit at a time. Or if I'm real hungry, I just keep them all together and just come. Okay. Man, I haven't had a Kit Kat in a while. Wow. Well, I
0: don't know if I have any left, but I'll look.
1: I'd rather so, have birthday cake, though, if I'm honest. I understand. Ooh. Yeah. yeah.
2: is it Michelle's birthday this month?
1: <laughs> it is. Michelle, ben. how old are you? No, I'm just kidding. 29,
2: <laughs> 29, 29, 29, 29.
1: I just say that so that everybody can light me up on the the comment section philip how dare you you don't
0: ask a lady how old she is
1: you never ask a woman how old she is michelle's different she's she's a confident woman
0: i am but here's the truth i told somebody my age yesterday or the day before and they said that is not how old you are because i was born earlier than you and that is not how old i am and i went oh okay (laughs) okay So I don't know how old I am. I've been in school for a hundred years. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> so you really don't know how old you are?
0: No, I don't. I think I've gotten confused. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not Pugs, important
0: to me. She's it old enough.
1: <gasps> she's old enough to forget how old she is, which <laughs> we'll let you figure that one out.
0: Yeah. Ooh. So yeah. Man. And our friend Jeff. all right
1: yeah well we're not sending out silver alerts for you but we'll send them out for jeff
0: okay yeah well gotta send them to gatlinburg right now
2: yeah oh yeah that's right that's right
0: yeah so
1: this this podcast we're gonna talk about um the game this is the final of the game uh uh, what is it family game night series Game night But we also, because of Fallapalooza, missed uh, Michelle ranting about singleness and pointing fingers at all of us married people. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I just say that because it's not true at all. But so we might touch a little bit on that one. We might not. I don't know. But just so you know, just because I said that and people need to know I'm joking 90% of my life. It is very refreshing to hear a sermon on being content and where you at, whether it's single, married, or whatever it is. How many relationship series do we do in a church? Lots of churches are doing relationship series, and not many are talking about how to be content with where you're at, married, single, whatever. And so it was actually a really great sermon. So Michelle, I'm picking on you because I don't know how to do anything else but it really was good and it was cool to get to hear something different that you know and and you were the perfect person to teach it and you did it great so thank you all that said let's hit the game of life rev ray was in the hot seat bringing the heat and um i mean we'll kind of just vamp on this there's so many things that were really good to me, both of you guys did excellent in in uh, including your game into the sermon. It wasn't just like this is a jump off point; like it was used throughout the thing. But mm-hmm. one of the things that stood out to me was how Ray was talking about this the similarities in the game of life and real life is everybody has to play. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter, you know. You said whether we like it or not, we all have to play. And then you kind of did a little bit of a a throw out there to it's like, some of us don't want to, some of us want to stay at home, play video games. We don't want to adult grow up and get out, but we all have to play. And then the other thing was it all ends. There's an ending for all of us. And uh, that, that, at least for me, so while you're preaching this sermon, a lot of people don't know, but we went to, I was in Texas doing a service for my Mm. mom and we were burying her ashes, and I'm sitting there while Ray is preaching, actually the day before Ray preached, and I'm just listening to people tell stories about how my mom had impacted their life,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: the the irony is just that, man, I got the close-up picture of how and what, how to, um, the things that matter in life, I guess, Mm -hmm. the things that matter in life, but what did, what did you guys learn from it? So like, Ray, what, when you were preparing it or Michelle, was there anything that you like learned about yourself or just kind of like, man, I needed to hear that or it was encouraging to you? Anything like that for you guys? I think being
2: well, pastors, we're constantly being reminded <clears throat> of the brevity and the frailty of life. I mean, not a week goes by that we haven't heard that either somebody's getting sick Or somebody is passing. And so, you know, while other people, you know, they they wrestle with it, too, because it's happening to them. And that's the beauty of life. It's happening to all of us every day. And, And so for us, the tension is always trying to figure out how to live balanced. Not to be so afraid that it paralyzes us from actually living life and not being reckless in how we live it so that we actually can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. You no, know,
0: I'm i sorry. I didn't you say anything
1: it. important, okay. Michelle.
0: Um, you know, I think the fact that you talked about we've got to play kind of the hand we're dealt. Um, you know, it's important to recognize that both from um, the standpoint that if you came into the world in really cushy circumstances, um, you know, you need to recognize that that may not, it's not all about you getting there. And and be aware of people who are working really hard um, at the hand they've been dealt. Um, you know, it reminded me we were talking about, we did that exercise in Gracism with the Gracism people called the privilege where we lined up all these people and they had to take steps forward or back based on life circumstances that could push you forward or back. And so Mm -hmm. we, one of the takeaways was um, people said, we are surprised at the disparity, surprised at the differences of the people that were so far back in comparison. And so I think when we think about playing life well, we have to also think about being generous um, to those people who are not having it as easy as we do
1: Mm -hmm. well you just say a little bit more about that so that was called the walk of what the privilege walk privilege walk
2: and so So. what happens is just imagine if there was a starting line and you line up 10 20 15 people at the line and i'll ask I, i would ask questions like if you grew up with both parents in your home take a step forward or I would ask you a question that if you grew up and you had to be concerned about where your next meal was coming from, take a step back. And then you ask a question like, if you had to take uh, loans out for your education, take a step back. Or if when you were born, you actually inherited land or property, take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Or if your parents had to work third shift and you were left you are left alone as a child at home, take a step back. Or if you had access to fresh fruits and vegetables every day. And I know when, when I say that, for some people it's like, well, everybody has access to it. Um, there's a thing called food, there's a thing called food deserts. And what that means is that this is a place that they have, it's, it's a location that does not have a grocery store that provides those things. Actually, they live in a town or an area that maybe all they have is a family dollar or a Dollar Tree. That is not a grocery store. And when you break down the things that they actually carry, they tend to be things that are high in fat and sodium and not really nutritious to the body. But if that's all you have for 10 to 15 miles, you didn't grow up with access to fresh fruits and vegetables daily. And so when you're done going through, sometimes it's 25 or 50 questions. When you're done with all these questions, you look around and you see where everybody is from referencing to the line. And I kid you not, this past Sunday, we had a person that is a physician in our church. Some of you know her as CC. CC was not at the line. CC was in the lobby of our church. And there the, the furthest person up in the line was actually halfway up towards the sec- halfway towards the stage. Yep.
0: So
2: looking so at parity it- is huge. Yeah
1: and then this person was
2: younger than her too Mm -hmm.
1: wow and to see you know also it's cool to see what cc's done in the midst Mm -hmm. of the disparity
0: because
1: sometimes those setbacks if allowed to if god is allowed to use them those setbacks can be can push you forward and make you stronger and give you determination and discipline and yeah wow
0: so i I think cc played the game of life really well
1: Mm-hmm.
0: because she had, was dealt um, a lot of things that made it hard for her to overcome. She had lots of obstacles placed in front of her,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: yeah. she has played the game well.
1: Wow. It that makes me is...
2: think of uh, when you play the game of spades, if anybody's ever played the game of spades, when you get a hand that you have no face cards, you want to throw that hand in. And and here's what I would say CeCe did. She was dealt a hand that may have had only one face card, and that face card being her mom, mm-hmm. that was dealt an even harder hand. And CeCe played the game to which she played it well enough that she was actually able to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Versus yeah. somebody growing up or being dealt a hand where they have all face cards in spades where life would say, you're definitely going to win. Mm
1: -hmm. Man, (laughs) the the irony is um, so many people who are dealt such easy circumstances, sometimes they throw them away. Yeah. Because they've never really, they don't even know what they have. And they just toss them, you know, it's, it's really interesting to think I'm just thinking of people that I know in my life. And then some of the ones like I remember growing up with a kid down the road, his name was Alberto, a Hispanic kid. And um, I mean, I don't know how many kids lived in his house, but a lot of them And that dude, I want to say he was valedictorian, just was dealt Mm. a tough, tough hand. And, uh, and just killed it and then you've got people that are given everything and then blow it on drugs or whatever just the game of life is so interesting and we have to we have to use wisdom wow it's crazy crazy so one of the cool things that I loved I think Ray posted this I haven't had much time on social media this week but it was life is blank question mark life is blank question mark and so We have people listening to this, and I want to invite you to enter into the comment section right now. Life is for you right now, blank. But while you're, excuse me, while you're typing that in, I thought it'd be cool if we kind of say that. So for us right now, life is, and fill in the blank, and maybe a little bit of why.
2: I think life is a journey. Matter of fact, no, I don't think it's a journey. It is a journey. Um, I think, I mean, where I'm sitting right now, yes, I'm here at the church office, but if I look back 10 years, I never saw myself leaving St. Louis. <laughs> if, yeah. if I, if I look back 10 years before that, I would have never have placed myself moving out of what is considered North County, um, because that's the area in which I grew up in. Um, there are so many things that has happened in the span of my life, that it's been nothing but God. I mean, I remember Sheryl and I went to our first missions meeting. Uh, we had never been on a mission trip and we went because they were talking about going to Africa. And we sat there thinking we would love to go to Africa. And then at the end of the meeting, that's when they told us how much it costs. And we looked at each other and said, well, that was a waste of our two hours. <laughs> we don't have that type of money to go to Africa and you know we were still young in our marriage and had a young family and I mean just could not see God being able to to deliver us to Africa and, and lo and behold eight months later here we are stepping off of a plane wow. in long way Africa and so it's I mean just story after story this has been a journey Yeah. That's
1: cool.
0: You know, I think life is a mixed bag. Because as a believer, you know, I, I think in life, we tend to think, well, we're working towards this thing. And whatever that thing is, we're going to get there and then it's all going to be good. But if you're really going to have joy in life, you have to learn to manage the good and the bad. And I find that you have both at the same time. So you've got to be able to live in both those spaces and take joy from the good things and not let the bad things really put you under.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I kind We're of. Watching, I think I'm with you guys on the kind of the same vibe, but I would say for me right now, life is unexpected. Mm. And what I mean by that is I don't feel entitled to anything. I, I feel like I hold everything very loosely. I mean, this time, just last year, I was touring the USC campus with my son and my mom, and she was healthy. Just this time last year,
2: we wow. were walking,
1: and I remember buying her and my dad lunch down at the train place what's it called California dreaming mm-hmm. and you know and Spencer was doing school at USC and my mom was healthy we walked all over the campus and just one year later you know just to think of all the things that are different different just on that front and wow. so but it's not just health it's everything it's just I don't feel entitled to anything I just uh hold everything loosely. But here's the thing that I that I think is really important for people to hear. I don't feel negative about it. I I feel I feel okay about it. I just feel like my hope doesn't in my secure, in my happiness is not found in um predictability, in like I think I know all the answers. My happiness is found in and my joy is that. God's in control. And, and I, have he's never failed me yet. He didn't fail my mom. He, it's just like, God is in control. And so whatever he's doing, it's okay. Oh. But I don't have the arrogance right now to, and I say right now, cause it's, I don't, I have not always felt this way, but the arrogance to think I know what tomorrow will bring.
0: Mm. I don't have the <laughs>
1: arrogance to think that I deserve because I work hard. I deserve to be financially stable or anything like nothing is deserved you could get in a car wreck and get sued and somebody takes everything you like you just never know life is just um unexpected and so Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean life is not joyful it means that my my hope and my security is not in my acquirements achievements or anything like that so
0: Well, and, and that was a big part of Ray's message.
1: Yeah, it was. I know. I was listening to that, and I was like, "God, we were kind of." I was getting preached to by the Holy Spirit on Saturday <laughs> when I'm listening to all these people. You know, one of my favorites was that um, my aunt talked about how um, my mom drove. I think it was like seven or eight hours to go be with her because she fell and hurt her shoulder. And my mom was just like, "I'm coming to help you," but those are the things that matter at the end of my mom's life. Nobody's sitting around saying, have you seen Rosemary's car that she drives? Have you seen you know, the ring that she wore on her finger? They say, I remember when she drove to help me um, because my shoulder was hurt. I remember how much joy she gave me. I remember how she made me feel when I talked to her on the phone. And it was just like, that's life. Mm-hmm. And my mom got it right. <laughs> I want to get it right too. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's I think crazy. You are. So I do.
2: I think you are.
1: Oh man, thank you guys. I try.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So that's yep. life. Is I hope. I hope. Um, there's been some good comments in there, and if you haven't typed them in, type them in right now. Life is. Um, another one was the passage that Ray read, talking about seeking the kingdom, God's kingdom. Um, not our own. And, and the promise is that all these things will be provided. All the things that we worry about, like God's got this. And mm-hmm. so it made me want to ask you guys this question because we meet with people all the time. And, and I don't think by me asking this, we're like outing people. We're just in culture. We're living our lives. We're around people. And so the question is, and this isn't by the way, about any specific person. However, we answer this, this is just a general question What do you think people are seeking the most right now? And it might not be from a conversation you had. Like, it doesn't need to be. That's not my goal in this. But what, like, as you look at the world as a whole, what do we want right now? Like, it goes in errors. Like, the Great Depression was probably different. COVID was different. What do people seek right now?
0: What do you think, Ray? Um, Comfort.
2: Comfort, that's okay. I mean, you think about, you know, we have people in our purview that are experiencing some hardships, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with diagnoses, Mm -hmm. um, with uh, marriages that are not doing well, Mm -hmm. uh, job change, um, broken relationships with their children and right now, I think the thing that people are seeking the most, they, they need an arm put around them to simply say, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, it's it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see
2: that I think too.
0: That, yeah, I think that's really accurate, especially in our body right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I think of overall what I think people are looking for even outside of East Lake, I think people are looking for a sense of significance oh. that yeah. they map
1: yeah. oh. I could see that too.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, people I remember going to a thing, um a conference and a worship pastor that I really respect was teaching. And he said, and I I adopt this now, but he said, what is the number one value of your worship team? So he was asking us that question. And then he answered their number one value is finding their identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when I was sitting at the conference, you know, the, just like the at face value, like my initial response was like, okay, that's cool. Like, but number one, you know, okay, like it could have been like to honor God, it could have been all these things, but his number one was to find their worth in to in being Christ's child, in in like my identity is in Christ. And so as I mind that, as Ray likes to say, mind, what do you mean? It it everything comes out of that. If your identity is in Christ, you find comfort. You find Mm -hmm. value. So, like what Michelle's talking about is value and like to be significant. Like, you are significant when your identity is in Christ. When you're like, I'm not, my identity is not like for if I'm getting into like pop culture right now and sexual identity that's not my identity, how I, how I identify as or whatever, you know, I mean, all these things that so many people are, are hyped up about right yeah. now, your identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. and how Christ sees you. And so for me, I just can't help but think about that whenever I think what do people seek the most, I think the answer if I could just like shake everybody and say, look over here, it would be like, Christ sees you and values you, and he's got you. And so you're going to be okay. You are valuable. You're more than your, as a musician, you're more than your ability to sing. You're more than your ability to lead worship. You're more than how you think you look. You mm-hmm. are amazing. And Christ doesn't see you as a mistake and blah, blah, and on and on and on and on. And so it just like, there it is. No wonder it's their number one. So now that's my number one.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, we last night I was meeting with a group of leaders ranging from the age of nineteen all the way up into their sixties, and they that's what we talked about. We talked about how when we don't find contentment in our identity, then what happens is is we start comparing ourselves to others, and whether that's a church comparing themselves to another church or people comparing themselves to other people. A 19 year old in a room said this, how it must break the heart of the creator that this unique us being uniquely and divinely created Mm -hmm. don't wanna be who it is he created us to be because we're comparing ourselves to others.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I was like, whoa. Because and, and I mean we ended the evening praying that our church, that our worship teams, that our leaders, that the people in the seats would find contentment in their identity in Christ. That was that was our prayer. That was our last ten minutes that we extended into fifteen minutes, praying that for our entire church. Yeah. That's cool.
1: It, it's, it changes so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, especially so like on a team, like a worship team, this could be any team, a football team, anything. If you're a quarterback and you just wish you were the wide receiver, you know, and everything you're doing is to try to be that instead of living into what you're best at, it will mess you up. If you're on a worship team and you want to lead the song, lead the song, but really you need to be singing harmony or you need to be the bass player. I want to be a lead guitar player, but I never get to be. And it's not really who I was made to be. I'm supposed to be leading worship, but my identity comes in Christ and Christ puts Mm -hmm. me where he wants me. And that's enough. And I find contentment in it. Woo. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: At at first glance, it's like, of course it's easy. I got that. And then when you start to process your life, you're like, I probably could use a little work in this. Well,
0: Um, I'm, I think that's why people struggle in transitions, you know, when children leave the home and you experience an empty nest, parents often feel like, well, I'm not needed anymore. Mm. Um, You know, I especially find that's prevalent with women. I don't know about with guys, but it's definitely prevalent with women as a mom, you know, oh, my kids don't need me anymore. Or, you know, if you lose your job and your identity is wound up in that and you feel like, okay, I'm not providing for my family and I'm not doing that thing I'm good at. I mean, that those things will take you down mm-hmm. if that's what your identity is rooted in.
2: Look how many people suffered during the pandemic when they were told they couldn't do what they were used to doing mm-hmm. or what they felt defined them. I mean, I'll, let's just talk about us for a moment. One of the things that we were robbed of, robbed of doing during a pandemic was going to people that were hurting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, if, if, if Philip ended up in the hospital, culture, the world told us we couldn't go visit Philip. And this was something that's a part of who we are and what we like to do. We like to sit with and, and be supportive of. But during a pandemic, the, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that affected everybody. Think about—I mean, my our, our oldest child had a baby during the pandemic. Think about all the things that go into when you have a loved one that is in labor, and who's all stereotypically there to yep. support them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody, can, and be not, nobody can be there.
2: That's not nobody can be there,
1: right? Or people who their identity was wrapped up in their work and all of a sudden it's like uh you're going to work from home right Mm -hmm. next to your (laughs) (laughs) five-year-old
0: that wasn't just identity that was sanity (laughs) it's all another level
1: (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's crazy Another question that Ray, or I don't know if there's a question or not, but you talked about, and you didn't go too far into it, and so I just thought I would dig, pry a little bit, is you said, we lose when we say no to God. And you said you lose something when you say no to God. And uh, I just thought it would be interesting to hear the answer. What are the things that we lose when we say no to God? Peace. Mm -hmm. peace we
2: forfeit we we forfeit peace
1: because now we're operating on our own power
2: that's right Mm -hmm. we forfeit comfort Mm -hmm. because we're in short telling him i got this and and i'll i'll figure it out okay let's see how that works for you we forfeit blessings that we don't even know about and that are incalculable
0: Mm -hmm.
2: okay I mean, I, I likened it too when I was presented with the opportunity to come here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If I'm, I'm and I'm being serious, and I know who who's going to see this, if I say no to what I know God has called me to do, the church doesn't make it, mm-hmm. and likely neither do I. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about like I I would fall down and die. I'm not talking, no, I'm talking about that things will begin to die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm living outside of his will. If God's will is over here and he he calls me to go here, but I want to stay here. You got to know that things are dynamic. And so they're going to be continually moving. But if God is calling me here and I choose to stay here, i'm not living anymore i'm dying
1: Mm -hmm. yeah his plan is moving on without you
2: yes well and i
0: think you know you don't just lose opportunity and comfort and all those things we think of ourselves i think you lose relationships i mean if you are not doing what god's called you to do if you're in a difficult season of parenting and you're not seeking God about what to do with your child, because God is the one that created them, then you're risking your lifelong relationship with your child. If you are married, and you're not seeking God's best and submitting to what Jesus says you need to do in your marriage, then you could lose your marriage. At the end of life, when you look back, you know, you were just talking about your mom and the important things in life. She had so many people who loved her everyone loved her and so when she got to the end of her life much as that was difficult and wouldn't have been her timing she lived well Mm -hmm. you don't want to look back at your life and go well i lost my marriage i lost my kids i don't have any friends because Mm -hmm. you're so busy doing your own thing when Mm -hmm. jesus will he wants to bless you relationally Mm -hmm. he wants to give put people in your life to love you and for you to love them but you got to work through the difficult
2: parts
1: Mm -hmm. man that's good advice that's really good
2: you may not know this but i want to show you something so you you know you know we're we're doing this book right now right yeah all right you know what my bookmark is what's your bookmark
1: oh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it I love it it's crazy yeah she she played life right man Mm -hmm. one of the things our family said as we were kind of gathering and we said this at the funeral too was it kind of feels like she graduated because she was younger Mm -hmm. she was 70 and for us it kind of feels like you know like why would God take her and it's kind of like well she loved well She got a lot of things, you know, like she had a lot of impact on this world and volunteered and just did so much relationally. It's like she graduated. That's the way we feel about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When my grandma passed, I remember telling people she was promoted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to think of it. That's cool. Well, we are. We have just a few more minutes. You guys want to do one more question? Sure. Why not? Okay, this one's a hard one. We'll try to be relatively quick on this one, but it's a good one. So like, how do we, because I think for us as pastors, this is easy for us to say, because easy for us to answer because all day we're doing God's work. And I know that we'll say, in let's just say the secular world, we can be doing God's work there as well. But how here's the question How do we navigate building, let's say, a business like Kristen with the coffee business, or let's say somebody who owns a business or is in like a corporate America? How do you navigate like growth and achievement and all these things versus storing up treasures here on earth versus heaven? Like, the idea is that we aren't, this is not our home, we're not trying to acquire. In this game of life, we can't take it with us. But yet, at the same time, there's a lot of scripture that tells us to um, be wise and to be, you know, to make the most with treasures, with the talent, treasure, time, and things that we have. And what would you say to somebody who's in corporate America or something like that, that's not a pastor? How do you do that? And how do you know if you've crossed the line into gluttony and greed and These are good questions today. I got lucky.
0: Well, you know, I I don't know that it even only applies to people who are successful being greedy. Mm -hmm. I think being greedy is when we are so focused on possessions or money that we can't think beyond that and you can be hyper focused on success and money because you know you're in a fortune 500 company or you're running a successful business or you can be hyper focused because you have nothing mm. but either way you know it gets back to depending on on the lord and i actually think that just like we do i think we We are aware how much we need to go to the Lord, but I think the average person needs to be going to the Lord just as much as we are, if they're going to make the most of their life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the misnomer um, there. And so I think you have got to learn to trust Jesus, whether you have a little or a lot so that it's not the focus
1: Mm -hmm. like that.
2: I don't know which commencement this was, but I know it's been going around for at least a few years, but they captured Denzel Washington saying, put God first. Mm. I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm, going to use a story that's not mine, but has been shared with me, and I think I have the liberty to share it. So... I guess about a week ago or 10 days ago, we had the state fair here, and um, we had a really hard week, hard in the sense, just busy, lots of stuff to do, a lot of boxes to check. And Leah had communicated to us that it was a Wednesday, and she said, guys, I'm not going to come in tomorrow. I'm going to actually go down and just spend the day at the fair. And so That's what she did. She had the ability to do that. And she said she was just sitting there watching all the families and kids and, you know, the stuff that happens at the fair. And she got up to go to get her corn dog because that's Leah. Leah wants a corn dog, a (laughs) footlong corn dog, whatever. And so when she gets up to get it, this lady says, hey, this this is for you. She didn't pay for it. She said, no, 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 he told me to give this to you. Wow! Another lady, another lady who watched it, there was a worker down there and said, isn't he good? Uh... That's very simple, but think about that. We are always, as we all should be, doing our best to put God first. And so she took a day as a I'll call it a mental health day just to just be able to be in the midst of joy, excitement, and the, the smells of the fair, like deep fried everything, including <laughs> life, just deep fried life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mixed with powdered sugar and a lot of other stuff. <laughs> and, and God enters into that space. And says, I see you. Mm-hmm. And hey, daughter, while, while you're here. I'm gonna treat you out to, to a lunch that you would like. Mm-hmm. When we put God first, mm-hmm. and I think of I think of Christian, those are the moments when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and because of your relationship with Him, you do whatever He tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you give that person a free cup of coffee or drink or or mm-hmm. you show up for them when they need, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or he tells you, Hey, I need you to stop by this place and I need you to take that gift card that you just got. And I need you to go give it to this, this single mom that works at Publix and, and you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and it feels good when you know that you're being used by God mm-hmm. to be a blessing to others. And I feel, I know this is, this is not what you were trying to do, but that's what, your mom did with her life at least mm-hmm. for the time that I knew her. She mm-hmm. leveraged the time that he gave her to bless other people. Yeah. Yep.
1: yep. It's so and true. I
2: remember being at the funeral and <laughs> watching the people that came from all over to just say thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: It's so true. Yeah, she. One of the guys uh, at this last service said um, he was the doctor that she worked for, so now they're like best friends. Um, my dad and the doctor and doctor's wife, and my mom previously, but she, he said we always got in trouble from corporate. He said me and Rosemary always got in trouble from corporate because we it, we were spending too much time with the patients. He said, it was just known that they we're spending, you know, like whatever, however they calculate how long it should take. Yeah. You, they were right. always over. And he said, but we had a waiting list because everybody knew that once they got in, we were going to listen and we were going to take our time and be with the people. And, uh, <sighs> yep. that's how you do and, it.
0: Well, and that's what you're both saying in both these circumstances with your mom, with Leah, you know, it's like get quiet enough to hear the Lord and do what he's saying. We often think that he expects things of us that he doesn't expect. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Leah had worked days and days in a row and the Lord was just saying, take some downtime, Mm -hmm. take some rest, you know? Mm -hmm. And that doctor and your mom, and that, that, you know, she's just listening to people like God listens. Mm -hmm. And so it is in the simple, easy things, just showing up. And, and being all in what you're doing.
1: So true. So true. Well, guys, we're going to wrap this up just because we have to. It's down to the wire. But I'll just tell you guys really briefly that this Sunday, you don't want to miss. It's a celebration Sunday. Music's going to be on fire, worshipful. There's going to be baptisms. There's going to be stories of life change. It's one of those, it's just going to be like a one-two punch of God's goodness and how, how he's working. And it's a celebration. So uh, you don't want to miss the party. So that's this Sunday. All right. Yeah. So we <clears throat> will see you guys. Oh, yeah, Ray.
2: Yes. People, you're going to hear about an opportunity that we get to be a blessing to children and families in Ukraine. It's called Coats by Christmas you some of you have been reaching out to me wondering what are we doing what can we do and there's an opportunity coming up really soon where you'll be able to go on our website and be able to send a coat to individuals in Ukraine because of course all the most of the stores have been destroyed in the bombing and shelling over there and so we get an opportunity to be a blessing to them so be looking for that
1: love it love it All all right guys We'll see you later. Eastlake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus
0: was sent to die for here, near, and far.